Welcome to Red Light Conversations. I'm your host, Randy McEwen. It's been a while since I've been on this platform, and I do apologize. When I first started podcasting, this was probably the first one I started. So I think we're celebrating one year that uh, when since I started this podcast. And basically, this was the ramblings of a 58-year-old and thoughts that come to me while parked at a red light. Now, there's been a lot of things in the news lately. Um, you know, we've had a massive heat wave in the west coast of Canada and United States. Uh, now they're dealing with forest fires. And we have a lot of people talking about this as a result of global warming. I'm not here to argue one way or the other. I'm just saying that's what they are claiming right now. Because it is unprecedented heat that B.C., British Columbia has experience, and because it normally doesn't get that hot there, many homes aren't air-conditioned. So that's why we had the huge number of deaths, way too many deaths. And I'm fortunate enough, where I live, I live in a house that's got air conditioning in it, and uh, yes, the heat does get here. The heat's not really too bad here, you know, even in the middle of summer, the problem we have is the humidity. And anybody that lives in an area that has high humidity, uh, they can relate. Um, I'm one that uh, I hate the winter. I'm here in uh, the greater Toronto area of Canada. And our winters aren't that severe, but even still what it is, it's not the the cold that gets to me. It's the dampness that just goes right through my bones. And I'm a heavy set guy. Just to say that I'm a portly fellow, that's what my doctor said. And... Even still carrying this extra weight, the wind just goes right through me, the dampness goes right through me, and I hate it. I hate it 100%. So when spring comes, I enjoy it. And when summer comes, even though it is sometimes unbearable with the humidity, I enjoy it and I embrace it. And the same thing with fall. Fall is probably one of my favorite seasons of all. And if I had a chance to relocate anywhere in the world... I would think about it. But right now, you know, Canada is my country. It's a place where I was born. We're not perfect. We never were. We never will be. But it is my country. It is my home. And that's where I'm staying for now. While we're talking about Canada and my home, a few things have come up over the last month or so. And this is, you know, this has been going on for a long, long time when, uh, Settlers first came to Canada, they they looked at the natives of the land, or as I would call them, the indigenous people, and thought they were savages. They weren't. They were people that were living off the land. They were one with nature. And unfortunately, when new people come to anywhere, I don't care where it is, they bring their the beliefs and the ideology, and they believe that everybody should be just like them. And what would happen? What happened back then is uh, the government decided that they would be removing children from the homes, the this is the indigenous children from the homes of their parents, and putting them in residential schools. There, they hope to teach the kids the, I would say. I'm going to say this the white way. It's not the right way, but the white way. And 
you mentioned that being ripped from your home, you're having your identity taken away from you, your name, you're away from your family, your teachings, your language, and the atrocities these people had to go through, these kids had to go through. And not just the kids, because the parents who had their kids removed forcefully from their homes. And now in the news, there are stories of mass unmarked graves or mass graves of these indigenous children. And that saddens me, you know, I think about the horrors that these kids must have gone through. Now, it's, you know, this is a, you know, very sad subject, but something we should talk about. And, and, you know, we look at the history of any country, and there's bad stuff in it, we can go back as far as the beginning of man. But it is our history, and we should learn from our history. So when there's people whether it's, and I believe Black Lives Matter, don't get me wrong there, I believe Black Lives Matter, I believe Asian Lives Matter, all lives matter. But to start tearing down statues or anything that speaks of the history, I think it's a wrong way of doing it. And that's just my opinion, because I think for us to learn, bring attention to the wrongs of the past so that we can learn from those and not do them again in the future. So again, just we're trying to eliminate any monuments, statues, writings, anything of the past, the history. Now that's fine and dandy for this generation because they know what happened, but for generations to come, they will not know the story. And, and, you know, it, it to me, it is very, very, I think it's the wrong way. That's just me. That's my opinion. You know, uh, don't shoot me for it. I'm just saying that we need to learn. We need to sit down and we need to first admit the wrongs. And this is the governments, the churches, the institutions. A lot of those people that did these things thought they were doing the right thing. A lot of them are not with us anymore, and we are unable to hold them accountable. But what people of today want is they want us, the people that are currently, you know, say the white privilege, if you want to call it that, they want us to be held accountable for wrongs of the past. I can't change the past. All I can do is change the future. So we need to sit down and have these discussions and talk about the wrongs of the past. And then there's genocides everywhere you look in the world. And it's wrong. No, I believe we were put on this earth to live in harmony. But everything I read in history, there's been violence. There's been murder. And yes, I know there are people that are mentally ill and I'll say that mentally ill, that um, they're psychopaths, if they want to use that term. There are people that are predators. Those are people that I believe are mentally ill and they do bad things. But when you've got governments 
instructing militaries to go in and annihilate the people of a country or a region, that is wrong. Even the idea when I grew up uh, reading history and the idea of a king versus another king and his troops will go into a field and battle the troops of another king, well, who's doing the battling? It's the people. The people don't have an issue with the other side, and and the people on the other side don't have an issue with these people, but they're fighting for their king or fighting for their leader, whatever it was. And the same thing with wars. So it's a very it's a very tough subject to talk about, but these are things, you know, as I said about red light conversations, it's things that come to my mind while parked at a red light. And these are things they're talking about in the media right now. Let's let's try to resolve these issues. Our history is our history. And I was a little surprised. I made a post about celebrating Canada Day. And a young person that I know who is part Native uh, tried to tear me down a bit about celebrating Canada Day. Like, how dare I? How dare I celebrate Canada Day? Well, the thing about it, I was born in this country, and I've done no wrong, no violence against anybody. I've lived here, worked here, contributed, paid taxes, and tried to make life better for a lot of people through volunteer work and through the union. I've been involved in a local union, so helping my members with uh, a better lifestyle through benefits and trying to keep the wages in line with inflation. So I've done my part in trying to make this a better place, better place for all Canadians. So I think I have the right to celebrate Canada Day. I may not agree with everything that's happened in the past or even the things that are currently happening. You know, I'll say here the Indigenous people are probably the worst treated people here in this country. And the government and the people, not just the government, but and the people need to do better. We need to do better. This is their land. And from all the documentations that I read through history, we basically stole it from them. Be like be like you saying, okay, well, I'll give you a loaf of bread for your Cadillac convertible. Not knowing the value of that Cadillac and not knowing the value of the loaf of bread. If you're hungry, you're going to take the loaf of bread for the Cadillac. And that's just an example. So it's not, and it wasn't that severe, but if you read history, you will learn. And the only way we're going to change is to learn. Learn from the past, sit down and have those conversations, and let's not make those errors again. What else can I talk about here? Um, this is probably the longest conversation I've had on red light conversations, usually about two to three minutes, but I'm here to sort of engage in in the listeners. We've been through the pandemic, still working through that. I, I've been vaccinated, got both shots, and I believe in Canada around 38 or 40% of the population that has had at least two shots. And there are those that refuse to get the shots. Now that's another topic, you know, we could talk about that. You know, how will businesses and governments 
deal with those that refuse to get the vaccine? How will it be for them leaving the country, going into another country, getting on an airplane, going to a theater, going to a sporting event, maybe even entering a restaurant to actually sit down in formal dining? Believe what you want. You know, there are some people out there that believe this is all a hoax and that what the governments around the world are telling us is a lie. Well, I'm not here to argue what you believe, because what you believe is what you believe, and what I believe is what I believe. I just know that I feel that I've done my part to get vaccinated, to get the double shot, so that I can keep my family protected, my friends protected, my neighbors protected, and my community and country protected. And if I decide to travel, then to help keep those people where I'm visiting, keep them safe as well and healthy. So you may not agree with my statements, and that's okay. If you want to have a conversation, let's have a conversation about it. I'll hear your side. What else can I talk about in the news? Well, here in the province of Ontario, we're slowly opening up. We're in stage, I believe it's stage two. And yes, I've been enjoying some outside dining trying to help support local companies and not the big name restaurants, if you want to talk about it, but local uh, run companies that uh, restaurants that have struggled over this past 16 months. Now this podcast, when I started this podcast, it came because I was, I was in lockdown. I really had nothing to do. Have I traveled a little bit? Yes, I have traveled a little bit over the time. Uh, within the province and I've seen families been, you know, I haven't seen them enough, but as we slowly open up again, we will be able to have those get togethers again and be rest assured that uh, I look forward to those get togethers. Although we've been able to have this, these social media, uh, things like Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, we've had Zoom, uh, where we've been able to keep in touch with people. Imagine if this happened like 30 years ago, how would we be able to keep in touch with everybody? But on a brighter note, I want to turn this back around to maybe some sunshine, because uh, as I look outside, the sun is trying to uh, shine today. There's some clouds out there. But here we are in July. And the weather is nice here in the province of Ontario, especially where I, Greater Toronto. And I've been podcasting, I get four shows now. So I have this one, you know, Red Light Conversations. I also have Passports and Postcards, which is a travel podcast. I also have Randy Rugby Podcast, where I talk about everything Canadian rugby and then i have a brand new one which is called the rest of your story which is an opportunity for people to come on and talk about the trials and tribulations the hurdles the accomplishments how they were able to get to where they are today and i believe with those types of conversations it will help those that may be struggling it may encourage those that may not have want or that wanted to do something, were afraid to do something. So 
that's a brand new one that I'm working on, and I hope to uh, have many guests on there and keep that one going. This uh, this one here, Red Light Conversations, I'll keep going. And the good thing about this one here being on Anchor is the fact that I have the Anchor app. I can record in the car, and that's usually where thoughts come from. Either I'm waiting for someone who's, you know, in shopping or at a doctor's appointment or whatever, so I'm in the car. And no, I don't actually record while I'm at a red light driving because that's against the law to be using your phone here in the province of Ontario while you're driving. So I always do those recordings when I'm actually parked. So thoughts come to me at a red light? Yes, conversations come to me when I'm parked. So I'm looking forward to sport returning here in Canada, hopefully soon. We have, you know, our MBA basketball team, the Toronto Raptors, who have been playing in uh, Florida. We have our MLS soccer team playing down stateside. We have our Toronto Arrows, part of the Major League Rugby, playing out of Atlanta. The only team we had playing here in Canada professionally was the Toronto Maple Leafs, and they were in the Northern Division of the National Hockey League, playing the other Canadian teams. As I speak of Canadian teams, our Montreal Canadiens, the only last Canadian team in the playoffs during the Stanley Cup final. They are on the verge of elimination if they lose tonight against the uh, Tampa Bay Lightning. So I am rooting for Montreal. I'm not really a Montreal fan, but because they are Canadian and I am Canadian, I have to root for them. But may the best team win. Hockey in July just doesn't sound right, so it'd be nice to have it over soon. And I'm looking forward to the resumption of life as we know it, but I think we've learned some lessons over the last 16 months, and we can do better. We can, if we're traveling, we're going to travel for experiences. If we travel, we're going to do less traveling by air and more traveling by train, car, bus, or water. What else, what better way is there to see the land than travel where you can actually see where you're going? You know, air flights, yes, they are quick and efficient. They'll get you from, say, Toronto to London in, what, seven hours? And if you want to move on from there and go to other parts of Europe, you get another plane, fly, you're there quick. But what have you missed in between? And that's, you know, getting there is part of the journey is is all of the vacation. You know, things, not just vacation, because people do travel for business. But if you're going, why not explore and see, take your time and smell the roses? A lot of times, rather than stopping to smell the roses, people will pay, you know, what, 20 bucks for a dozen roses, but they don't even stop to smell them. So I'm thinking travel will change in the future to be more domestic travel, where people will be exploring their own backyard. And I don't mean literally their backyard, but I mean the state or province that they're in, their own country. You know, I live in Canada, which is a huge country. And... There was so much to see, and I haven't seen it all. You know, I've seen some of British Columbia. I've seen the East Coast, parts of Quebec, Ontario. 
but there's still parts of Northern Ontario I need to get to, the prairies. I need to get to Yellowknife, uh, which is in Northern West Territories. Also need to get to Yukon. And I also need to get to none of it, which is north of Ontario here in, in Quebec. But there is, you know, just down the road from me, there are places that I need to explore. So I'll get out and do that. This has been a very long edition of Red Light Conversations. I guess it's been a very long red light. Um, but no, seriously, uh, I'm recording this here through my mixer, my Rodecaster Pro. And I'm sharing information with you. And I'm going to share some magic with you. So, yeah, I've been using new equipment, uh, you know, new microphone. It's called the Shure MV7 uh, through my Rodecaster Pro to give quality broadcast when I'm recording. And I've been interviewed, you know, since I've been podcasting. Found a couple new platforms, uh, the Clubhouse. I don't know if you heard about it, but I am on the Clubhouse. And I'm also on a new beta called Fireside Chat. Uh, it's one that Mark Cuban is behind. I'm a creative on that website, or not website, on that on that app. And I'm not going to call it a social audio app because they don't even like to call it a social audio app. So it's called Fireside Chat, and it is in beta. And it's going to create a lot of possibilities for creatives. And so what I mean creatives is those that have, want to develop content, um, conversations with people that uh, share the same interests. Clubhouse has been wonderful for me. Um, Clubhouse I joined in January of 2021. I've sort of focused on people in the podcast community, but also in the travel community and made some wonderful friends. And I've had some amazing guests come out of there, but even some guests from my own backyard, you know, here in Mississauga, in Ontario, people in the travel industry have been nice to come and keep conversations on my passports and postcards. That show is doing very well. It's been heard on every continent in 90 countries and over, I think it's over 800 unique cities. So it's doing very well. This one here, I have listeners, and I'm happy I have listeners. So I'm going to wrap it up now, and I thank you for listening. If you want to check out, I do have a new website. It is www.podvault.com. It uh, highlights these four podcasts that I'm doing. Also, the books I wrote, that's another thing. I wrote some books over the summer. Working another one called Drinking Dingle Dry, which is going to be a humorous tour guide uh, for in for Ireland. So yeah, humorous tour guide for Ireland, and it's called Drinking Dingle Dry. And hopefully, I'll have that released uh, before the end of this year. Thank you for listening. Have yourself a wonderful day, and I'm sure the audience loved this. So let's see what they think. <laughs> now they're still laughing. Be honest with you, I think they really liked it. <laughs> <laughs>